0: Boko good morning, everyone. Glad that you're here for an Aliyah day, Baruch Hashem. An Aliyah day keeps the Yetzirah away. Studying the Torah, it's amazing. It's wonderful, Baruch Hashem, and so many wonderful insights we've been having lately as we're looking at the story of Yosef and his brothers. And yesterday we had the big reveal, um, uh, the big moment in which Yosef... uh, Confirmed to his brothers that in fact it was him sitting on the throne and not an Egyptian king. The brothers discovered for the first time that uh, the savior of the world, the Yeshua of the world, is uh, is actually is actually their brother, their very own brother. The, the the least the least likely person they thought. So we are looking at Parashah VaYigash. We are in the book of Genesis. The uh, chapter is chapter 45, and the third aliyah uh, begins in verse 8. So uh, here we have a statement. It says, And now it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me Pharaoh, excuse me, he has made me father to Pharaoh, or, or like a lord over Pharaoh, a master of his entire house, and ruler of, or throughout, rather, the land of egypt so um right off the bat from the art scroll Humash commentary it says in the to verse 8 veatan and now joseph emphasized the now he says until this moment <clears throat> it had surely he had surely blamed them for an inhumane trial um and and and, and uh, uh treatment but now he understood that they had been tools in the hands of God. So verse 8 is really um, a major Gamzuletovah moment where Yosef is explaining that, listen, all of this comes from God, but I just took note of the fact that it was a now moment. And that's how it's going to be. When Mashiach Yeshua is revealed as his uh, true character, his true nature, as who he really is, it's going to come... As a now, it's going to come as a, a a major surprise, but it's going to happen immediately. And of course, obviously, um, the words of Messiah e- express this as well. That when He returns, it's going to be uh, a surprise. You know, we were uh, we have a video, uh, and I, I I'm trying to recall uh, who the rabbi was, but there was a rabbi from Breslev who uh, was on this video. It's something that I saw maybe two, perhaps even three years ago. And the rabbi's talking, and he's basically he's he's not basically saying, he's saying emphatically that listen, when the Mashiach comes comes, he's gonna it's gonna be a complete shock, it's gonna be a complete surprise to everyone. Not not that, oh hey, look, we're surprised he came, but no. But he's not going to be, I mean, he says explicitly, he's not going to be the person or even the type of person we're all expecting. In other words, what the rabbi said again. He he spells it out in the video, is that? Listen, everything that we believe about the Mashiach and and all these kind of things, we're, we we all we're admitting already that we're wrong about him. We're admitting already that in fact uh, we're wrong. So it's really, it's really amazing. I'll try to get with uh, Talmudim and try to uh, find that clip again. Maybe Ahmed can help me. He probably knows what I'm talking about. If he's listening to he this, which he does listen, and. Uh, Help me find that clip when we need to post that or something because it's it's really amazing. It reminds me so much of this story. I want to go back just for a second to um, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Abu Katsare, um and his comments to uh, verse 1 in, in chapter 45. Verse 1 is the verse that says, Yosef could not restrain himself in the presence of all who stood before him, so he called out, Remove everyone from me. Thus no one remained with him. When Yosef made himself known to his brothers. So, this is, of course, yesterday's aliyah, but just to kind of uh, continue the thought here it says, perhaps this alludes to the end of days, whose arrival has been delayed due to our many sins. Nearly every chance for redemption has passed by, and we are still waiting. Now this also reminds me of a question that came through from uh, one of our uh, members and uh, she was asking me about the statement where Yeshua says that um, he's not going to return until we say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, in the name of Hashem. And so she was pointing out you know, that uh, there was a Messianic rabbi that she knew that was saying that that means that uh, Messiah Yeshua will not return. Until all the Jewish people come to recognize him as Messiah, of course uh that's problematic because there first of all, there isn't a source for that. there's nothing to suggest that, but the other problem with it is that it doesn't match the story uh the the people the Jewish people did not believe until he was revealed they didn't believe and then he was revealed, so it kind of it begs the question that that that's not exactly what that means, and so the question was put to me what does the what does he mean when he says Blessed is he who comes in the name of uh, the Lord. So I thought, well, wow, that's an interesting question. So went and looked up some commentary from Mayam Loez and also some some other um uh, other commentaries on that particular verse from the Psalm 118. And uh, essentially says what I just read to you that when it when it, the phrase blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord is not really return, re- talking about the Messiah. It's not that they're going to say about him, blessed is he who comes in the name of Hashem. But rather, it's about the people. That when the people return, when they make Shuvah, when they come back to Torah truth. See, you have to ask the question, why is it now in our time that more and more people are, are beginning to take hold of Torah norms, of Torah true life? It's happening more and more. Year by year, people are waking up. More people this year Celebrated Hanukkah versus Christmas, who are followers of Mashiach. That happened. More people did that this year than they did last year. And they did it more last year than they did the year before. And the answer is because more and more people are turning to Torah true norms. And so the reality is, is that when Klal Israel returns and makes Shuva, then that's according to the interpretation of that verse. That is when we will say, blessed is he, meaning the people, who come in the name of the Lord. And so we see that here in this story. It wasn't until the Jewish people made shuva that the Mashiach was revealed. And so it says here, the reason the end of days is being delayed is because we're not making shuva. So it says, Hashem too is waiting and our eyes turn to him until he will have mercy upon us. Hashem waits expectantly. To return to us and have mercy upon us, and he is pain for his Shekinah and for us. Now, I want, I want you to pay attention to the fact that we know that the Shekinah is God and uh, it's the glory of God, but in this particular book, in this particular Sefer of Pituke Chotam, the Shekinah is often separated from God and is with us. The Shekinah is also the Ruach HaKodesh. Right? It is, the Shekinah and God are the same thing. And yet, it's it's been spoken of here as if it was a separate thing. It's a mystery. So it says here, He is paying for His Shekinah and for us. What is causing the delay? The attribute of justice is leveling accusations. Nevertheless, we trust in His great mercy that He will redeem His Shekinah, that He will redeem His Shekinah and His people Let me read this again because some of you are like saying, what? It says, nevertheless, we trust in his great mercy that he will redeem his Shekinah and his people. So therefore, we can understand this verse as follows. And he breaks down the kind of sowed level of the verse here. And so I'm going to go through this just as quickly as I can. So it says, Yosef could not restrain himself. Here, Yosef represents Hashem. For the name Yosef has the numerical value of Hashem's name, the Yudke Vavke, six times. So, you know, the Yudke Vavke, uh, multiply that value by six and you get 156. This verse is a message to the Jewish people in exile. Speak to the Jewish people's hearts, encourage them not to despair, for, after all, since Hashem is suffering even more than they are, where is the Mashiach right now? He's at the gates of Rome. He's calling upon himself all the sickness and all the disease of uh, Yisrael. And he's wrapping himself with bandages. That's where the Mashiach is right now. That's according to our sages. So he's suffering even more than we're suffering. Why is he suffering more than we're suffering? Because we're just dealing with our own suffering. But he's dealing with everybody's suffering, including mine and yours. It says he will not be able to restrain himself. The verse says, okay, so he's not going to be able to restrain himself. So look, Mashiach wants to return more than we want him to return. So it says in the presence of all who stood before him, this refers to all who stood before Hashem and level accusation against the Jewish nation to prevent them from being redeemed. Whoever levels accusations against the Jewish people is as, is, is, excuse me, it is as if they were leveling accusations against Hashem. So he called out, remove everyone before me, remove all who are trying to prevent the redemption. So no one remained with him. That means not a single accuser remains. So this reminds me of the story of uh of Yeshua and the woman who caught in adultery. She's like, listen, uh, where's your accusers? Oh, they've all left. Why? Because I I I got rid of them. I got rid of them through uh through using uh Torah logic. So it says, when Yosef made himself known, this means Yosef here refers to Hashem, as we said above, to his brothers. Now, this is very interesting. This last part is very interesting. It says to his brothers, El Achav. This refers to the Jewish people and to the Shekinah, so in this case, it's referring here to the Shekinah as the brother of Hashem. And didn't don't don't we read in the letter to the Hebrews um, that there's uh, the writer there uh, says that Mashiach is the brother to the Jewish people, right? He says I'm, I stand amongst my brothers, and we know that Messiah is the divine Messiah, and yet he's the brother. So it's very deep things here, very deep mysteries. As it's brought down here by this rabbi in Sefer Petuke Chotam. So, since I have this uh, source in front of me, let's go ahead and and look uh, at his uh, interpretation of uh, chapter 47, verses 7 through 9. He says, the main reason why the Jewish people went down to Egypt was to gather the holy sparks. That is a reoccurring theme. I can't tell you how many times I have read this in the... How many Chumashim do I have here? Six, seven Chumashim? over and over and over again the exile is about gathering the holy sparks people might ask themselves what in the deal what what in the world is going on what's what's sarshalom's shalom's deal uh doing what they do they're out there in the world trying to encourage everybody to become jews they're trying to encourage everybody to accept a torah true life they're trying to encourage everybody to walk in yeshua center judaism what's going on why why are they doing that and my answer is is that's exactly What Messiah ben Yosef does, he goes into the most unholy place in order to elevate the holy sparks. That was the whole reason why the brother had to be betrayed by the other brothers. The entire reason why the children of Israel had to be blinded was for the sake of the nations. What did I just say? The whole reason, people say, how come the Jews don't believe? I don't get it. It's so obvious, blah, blah, blah. The reason they don't believe, my friend, is so that you could be a holy spark redeemed from the klipa. Don't get angry at the Jewish people. It's God's will. You say, all these Jews don't believe and some of them are hostile. Hey, be happy because if they weren't, then you would not have heard the good news. So, it says, once that task was accomplished, there was no reason for them to remain there. Yosef arrived in Egypt in advance to prepare it as a place where holiness could settle. He had to go there first. He's the first brother to be exiled. Wasn't Yeshua the first one cast out? So it says, so that the sparks of holiness could be gathered. Yosef accomplished this when he was tested by Potiphar's wife and remained exotic. He was tested. Yeshua was tested. Yeshua was tested by HaSatan. Yeshua was also tested by Pontius Pilate. Basically, Pontius Pilate was saying, listen, you know, I, if you'll just uh, acquiesce to my rulership here, I'll let you go. But, Yeshua remained a faithful Jew. It says, this was sufficient preparation through divine providence so that other tribes could survive in Egypt and gather the sparks of holiness. What was uh, the whole reason? That uh, that he had to endure what he endured was so that we could endure the exile and not just endure the exile, but we could accomplish the same mission that he was in. It's saying right here that Yosef's purpose was to go and bring up the holy sparks out of Egypt and therefore that's our purpose. This is why Yeshua said, greater works than these shall you do. It says, Yosef told his brothers that they should not doubt for a moment his having passed the test for he has been appointed as ruler throughout the egypt so the very the very proof that Yosef had in fact remained faithful to the torah was the fact that he now ruled the world listen we can say and we do we can offer up our our arguments and our critiques about um Christianity as it as it was invented in 325 by uh, the pagan ruler of Rome and as it exists today. And we can say that uh, Christianity is, is uh, you know, lots of wonderful people in Christianity. There are good people that love God and there's, we'll give you the shirt off the back, but it, it just, you know, getting down the brass tacks and fundamental theology, it is quite foreign to... Uh, to the the faith system and the faith practice of the Messiah, there there's really no doubt about that. Despite the wonderful people that are there, but but that's kind of a it's an important discussion, but it's more of a it's more of a technical discussion. But we cannot we cannot we cannot deny the fact that that the entire world right now, okay. Obviously, there's other religions in the world, but. For all intents and purposes, the the entire, the the modern, Western, you know, civilized world, let's put it that way, the civilized world is ruled, whether it's the correct interpretation or not, but let's, that aside, the entire world is ruled right now by a, a Messiah figure who was Jewish and born in Bethlehem, all right? So, we're talking here that, it, that, that the proof of his Torah true nature was the fact that he literally now is king of the world. So it says here, which is a clear indication that he properly guarded the, the covenant of the Brit. If he had become blemished in this area, God forbid, Hashem would not perform a miracle for one who was unfaithful to him. So the miracle was, is how can this outcast, how can this slave become ruler of Egypt? Ruler of the the entire known world. How can that happen? The answer is only through a miracle. But what's the merit of the the miracle? The merit of the miracle is that he remained true to the covenant of Hashem. That's the miracle. The miracle is fidelity to the covenant, which obviously or should obviously be a life lesson for us that we have to be true to the covenant of Hashem if we expect and want to see miracles in our life. So, God sent me ahead of you, he says, and uh, he says, hurry now, go down to my father and say to him, so said your son Yosef, God made me master of all of Egypt, come down to me, do not delay, you will reside in the land of Goshen, and you will be near to me, you, your sons, your grandchildren, your flock, your cattle, and all that is yours, and I will provide for you there, for there will be five more years of famine, so you do not become destitute, you, your household. And all that is yours. And he goes on to say, Behold, your your eyes see, as do the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that is speaking to you. Now, this is because it says uh, in the comments that the brothers were standing there absolutely dumbfounded. They, it, it says here that Yosef was apprehensive that they still might be doubtful about his true identity, so he wanted to reassure them that he was really Yosef. They were dumbfounded. They could not believe that this was, in fact, um, their brother. And I think this is really uh, really an important clue because the revelation of who the Messiah is in the eyes of our our brothers and sisters in in Judaism is going to be so unbelievable. I I don't I, as I said yesterday try to imagine yourself the magnitude of this revelation that as a brother you've spent your entire life emphatically denying you know one Messiah. You know, think about it. In Judaism today even there are sects there's a handful of them that have identified as they fully understand the messiah and there are other jews from other sects uh that maybe haven't identified a messiah yet and they would maybe think that well i don't think that that person uh is really the messiah but you don't you don't really hear people denouncing that in judaism in other words you don't hear non habad people Emphatically denouncing Schneerson as the Mashiach. You don't you don't see that, right? There is no there, when you go to Israel today, um, driving around Jerusalem, you can see unless they've taken them down, but I doubt it. There used there were there were big giant billboards with a picture of 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 uh, Rabbi Schneerson and a statement that says uh, Melech of Israel, King of Israel," right? And you don't see anybody burning those down, crying idolatry, idolatry. You don't see uh, Jews uh, from Haradi or from uh, some other sect, you know, picketing those signs, right? Um, And there's other sects. There's the knock-knocks and so on. There's thousands of people that that go to Nachman's tomb, um, uh, you know, during Rosh Hashanah. You don't see anybody, uh, any anti-missionaries going up there and, uh, you know, raising Cain over that, right? Why? Because uh, they all expect, hey, we don't think he is, but he could be, right? Uh, that's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is, is that in, in, in their heart of hearts, they're like, well, I don't think he is, but, you know, he could be, right? So I'm not going to say no. But the one guy that they say 100% is not, 100%, no way, no way, no way, no way, will never be, he's the other, blah, 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 that's Yeshua. And it's that one That at the end of days is going to be the one revealed to be the actual Mashiach. And so you can imagine the dumbfounded, and, and we're seeing that in the picture, of this picture here. We're seeing that no matter what he said to them, they are just, they can't believe it. Their entire life they have said, you are never going to be king over us. We will never bow to you. You are a reprobate, a heretic. You deserve to die. You are somebody who is actually leading us away from the covenant. I mean, think about it. Everything that I've said in the last, I don't know how many aliyot that we've been talking about, can you imagine? Just put yourself in that position for a moment. And the reason I'm saying this, I'm being so emphatic about it, is because this helps us to gain a perspective of reality. That the Mashiach is, that Yeshua came As Mashiach ben Yosef and he was doing that in fulfillment of Yosef. That's why he's called Messiah ben Yosef. And if we follow the train of events, the trail of events, we see that when the brothers stood before him they were shocked to find out that he's the Messiah. I just need you to understand my friends, this is why we hold on to the truth of Messiah Yeshua. And we hammered by people saying, No way, no way in the USA is he ever going to be the Mashiach. Oh, look at this, look at that. And that's what they said about the brother. So, it says here in verse 12, Your eyes see. The gematria of this phrase according to the Baal Turim, is 807. And it's equivalent to that of, I have shown you the circumcision. And then it says, this is my mouth that's speaking to you. The gematria of this phrase is equivalent to the phrase regarding the, the, the decapitated calf. By mentioning it, he was giving them a sign to convey to his father For when Joseph took leave of his father, they had been discussing the laws of the decapitated calf. Now there's an entire uh commentary on the decapitated calf and why that's so important from uh the k, k- H- Chumash. and we're gonna see if we can't uh get to that in just a second. We may have to pull that over till tomorrow but because it's it's long but it's good. But I also want to point out this statement here from Rabbi Monk. He's He points out to this verse, Behold, your eyes see. And one of the statements, one of the beliefs that's made, and this comes from Rashi, is that Yosef, he had been using an interpreter, and so this entire time, they thought he couldn't speak Hebrew, and so there's some people who believe that uh, only Jews could speak Hebrew, was only, they, only they could understand the Holy Tongue, and so on, but so what Yish- what uh, what Yosef did is he now began to speak to them in Hebrew. And it says, As for the proof that Yosef spoke Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue, it is meant, says Rabbi Chaim Benatar, among others, in the sense that the brothers had not recognized Yosef's voice when he spoke Egyptian. So the sheep didn't hear his voice, they didn't know the sheep didn't know his voice, as long as his voice was a voice of Egyptian, but they recognized it when he spoke in his mother's tongue. So, in other words, the sheep, like like Yeshua said in 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 uh, Yochanan chapter ten, he said, "My sheep hear my voice; they know my voice." That's true only when the voice is speaking the right language, right? And so what happens here is that I contend and still contend to you today that, as I said earlier about all those other false messiahs that are extant today in, in, in Judaism, um, and this goes for Shabbatai Zavi, too. I remember I mentioned him a, a few episodes back. The reason why those rabbis are considered to be possible Mashiachs in Judaism is because... All of them and all of their fathers, or followers were Torah observant. And so here's the issue. The issue is, is that one of the principal reasons why Yeshua is rejected emphatically is because he, uh, pres- this is the perception, and his followers, and this is what his followers teach, Not only do not follow the Torah, but they, through their theology, reject it outright and abrogate it with intensity. And so, right now, he's speaking with an Egyptian voice. But what we see happening in our day is that more and more followers of the Messiah are coming to understand that the man who sits on the throne is actually a circumcised Torah true Jew, and they're beginning to get circumcised, so to speak, themselves, spiritually or physically, or both, and follow His ways. And it's through that voice of L'Lashon HaKodesh that the people are starting to have their eyes open. You see? This is what's going on. I this as I was uh, ministering yesterday to someone. I was ministering ministering yesterday, and uh, it just so happened uh, there was an an Israeli man there. Very, we had a very nice conversation, and that was his perception. He was talking to someone about the Gospels, and he, he he was saying, "Well, you know, the Gospels are Jewish books, but the problem is is that they're corrupted." And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" I wasn't arguing; I was just listening, just listening. He said, "Well, you know, uh, they said now it's okay to eat." Uh, unkosher food, uh Bris Milah. Uh, this man, is, his his English was kind of broken, so we were kind of working through it. But he's like Bris Milah is no longer valid, you know that kind of thing. He wasn't being hostile; he just he was just sharing what what he understood. And I and I didn't, I I was just talking with him about it. You know why? Because I understand completely. That's what you've been told, and that's what you've come to learn. And there's good reason for that because when it comes to this particular character from these these books, that's what's been that you've been hearing it in an Egyptian tongue. But now you're hearing it in a Hebrew tongue. And now the story is different. So it says, uh, incidentally, uh, that when they hear, when they, when the sheep hear the voice, but it's not just any voice. Right? It's not just any voice. It's not just any gospel. It has to be this gospel, not just any gospel. You just can't take the gospel and say, well, hey, here's the here's the name of the Messiah on it and say it's valid. It's not valid. It has to be the, the correct the gospel. So um, one more thing I want to share today because there's a lot more on this particular topic I share, but we're going to have to uh, uh, carry it over t- till tomorrow. But I want to point out this statement because I think it's so beautiful. We, we talk again, over and over again, and we're going to, we'll, be, we'll be hearing again tomorrow about how the Messiah ben Yosef, his whole purpose was to go into the uh, unholy area to bring out the sparks of holiness. So I love what it says here to verse 18. We didn't even get through the entire Aliyah today, and I apologize for that. Tomorrow I uh, we'll, we'll try to uh, work through this more. But it says in verse 18, I will give you the best of the land of Egypt. And... There's a discussion here, and Rabbi Monk brings down from Rashi that what is the best in the land of Egypt and the best gold, silver, old wine, a fine wine. We walked out of uh we walked out of Egypt with some Don Perignon. we walked out of Egypt with some fine cognac, you know, aged cognac from France, all kinds of things we walked out of. But it says here that Joseph had collected and hidden uh grain in Egypt and uh and find find the best of the fine corn he had he had hidden it in, in, uh, in Goshen, and that uh, was part of it as well. When we left, we found this these fine uh, this fine grain and took it with us. That comes from Pesachim 119a. But it says here, and this is the part I want to get to. But also they emptied the land in a figurative sense. For they took with them all the valuable elements of the Egyptian population. That is, those who believed in God... And who joined the Jewish people as proselytes. Thus, they liberated all the quote sacred sparks which were smoldering under the embers, end quote. And I was thinking, looking at that insight from Rabbi Monk, and I thought, wow, the tr- part of the treasure, the best of Israel, excuse me, the best of Egypt, the finery of Egypt, that was removed from Egypt when we left, it wasn't just silver, gold, diamonds, rubies, emeralds, fine wine, cognac. It wasn't just that. Actually, the best of Israel were the converts. And so if you're somebody who has come in as a proselyte and the tendency is to think, well, I didn't grow up in a Jewish family. I, I I'm Here I am. I'm 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50, maybe even 60, maybe even 70 years old. And uh, I don't. I don't feel adequate. I don't feel. I don't know. I, all I know is that I love the Mashiach and I want to follow him with my whole heart. And so I just want. I, I'm. I feel somewhat awkward. I don't even know about anything. Don't feel bad. There's a lot of Jews who don't know anything too. And I'm not. I don't mean that negatively. I just mean. That don't feel bad. I'm just saying. Um, but here's what I really want you to know: is that the reason that you're a proselyte, the reason you're a convert, is because you're the best of Egypt. You're being carried out by the people of God because you're a diamond. You're the finest gold. You're the pearl of great price that Yeshua laid his life down, sold everything to buy the field so that he could own the pearl. So welcome to the family. Bless you. I love you. I hope you have a great, wonderful, and awesome day. Apologize for not getting through the entire Aliyah today. I'll try to to do better tomorrow. Uh, Bruch Hashem, Shalom, Shalom. We'll see everybody with God's help tomorrow. Shalom.